The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. Good morning, everyone, and uh, thanks uh, for being here. And thank you, Concho. So I'm speaking to you from South Burlington, Vermont. It's rainy and gray and uh, delightfully green outside. Um, what a miracle it is, uh, this spring season. And it also seems a miracle that we can commune and converse this way on Zoom from so many different places and time zones. So I'm very uh, grateful. Uh, last weekend, I was in New York City uh, to participate in the April in-person Zezenkai. And it was really wonderful. Uh, I feel the need to practice in person with others when I can. It's a different uh, kind of experience. Uh, and so I would encourage anyone who can to make it into the Zendo in New York City and or to the Village Zendo summer or winter retreats. It's just special to be able to practice uh, together. So it takes a, a village to do what we're doing together, uh, especially in this hybrid format. People with different service positions and you showing up. I appreciate you being here this morning, practicing, listen to, listening to me now as I try to put words to what I don't understand to what cannot be expressed, trying, falling short, feeling like a fool. So recently, on April Fool's Day, I joined the Zen Peacemaker Clowns online, uh, the order of disorder they're called. And it was joyfully silly and also very deep. One of the skits, was a story that was told the protagonist collected paper dots from a hole puncher in a small paper cut, then scattered them, making a mess. Then we, the participants, were asked to write thoughts on a piece of paper, tear the paper into little pieces, and scatter in our spaces. The next day, on April the 2nd, Palm Sunday, my husband came home from church with a palm leaf and instructions from the minister to cut into small, the palm into small pieces and scatter them. The congregants were told to leave the mess and live with it for a few days. Wow, the same message <laughs> in two different places, two different communities. Life is full of disorder, discomfort, difficult emotions, and gives us plenty of what we don't like and don't want, and we don't know. The assignment in both, create an area of mass disorder and live with it for a few days. Isn't that our practice? Sit 
be present to whatever comes up, sometimes that's discomfort. We have the opportunity over time to develop stability and greater ease with what's difficult, to develop equanimity in ourselves, to be with disorder, difficult emotions, and the difficulties that life gives us, the inevitable suffering, old age, sickness, and death. And our practice asks us to investigate the difficult questions, difficult emotions that arise from our conditioning, right? Our greed, anger, and ignorance. When we have insight, we can change. Roshi, in her recent talk, encouraged our practice of Zazen with the following lines from our founder, Zen master, Dogen. To study Zen is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by the myriad things. To be enlightened by the myriad things is to drop away body and mind. We humans like everything to go smoothly. We like certainty to, ve- to feel that we're standing on firm ground. We like to know what's coming down the pike. We like to be admired, correct. But there is no certainty, no firm ground. We are not angels. We can be certain of change and the unexpected and of missteps. I'm speaking from my own experience. Our practice is to be present in the here and now with what is showing up in the circumstances we find ourselves in moment by moment, paying attention bringing our awareness to our thoughts and emotions, our inner landscape. To study Zen is to study the self. So with that, I want to talk about case 91 in the Blue Cliff Record, Yen Kwan's Rhinoceros. Ryotan Roshi gave a talk on this koan recently. I wasn't uh, present that evening, and I tried to listen later, but the connection kept breaking. So I look forward to listening to his whole talk soon, and I have no doubt that our talks will be very different. When I read this um, koan for the first times, I felt totally flummoxed, and it felt very deep. I wanted to spend time with it. So giving a talk about it presented an opportunity. So here goes, and I'll read it. One day, Yen Quan called to his attendant, bring me my rhinoceros horn fan. The attendant said, the fan is broken. Yen Quan said, 
if the fan is broken, bring the rhinoceros back to me. The attendant had no reply. Tuzu said, I do not refuse to bring it out, but I fear the horn on its head will be imperfect. Sway too commented, I want an imperfect horn. Shi Shuang said, if I return it to the master, then I won't have it. Sway too commented, the rhino is still there. Zhu Fu drew a circle and wrote the word rhino inside it. Sway Tu commented, why did you not bring it out before? Pao Fu said, the master is aged. He should ask someone else. Sway Tu commented, what a pity to have worked hard without accomplishing anything. So Yen Quan was a Tang Dynasty Zen master. Rhinoceros horn was considered rare and of great value. The rhino and ox in Zen literature are symbols of the true self, the whole self. So we can think of the broken fan and horn as being of the relative world, how we experience the everyday world with our discriminating minds. We can think of the rhino as the true self, the whole self, the interconnected self. Yen Quan said, if the fan is broken, then bring the rhinoceros back to me. Yen Quan was testing the attendant just to see kind of what his understanding was. The, the attendant had no reply. He was stuck, paralyzed with no insight into what Yen Quan was asking him. So let's turn to the conversation of the Zen masters and Sway Tu that takes place. Sway Tu compiled the well-known collection of koans known as the Blue Cliff Record. He adds his commentary and wrote verses for every case. We feel the Zen lineage and teachings alive in this conversation between masters from different ages. These masters are still reaching out, teaching us, speaking to us in this koan, throughout space and time, timeless. We can feel our place in the lineage, particularly those of us who have formally become students and I'm sure some of you who have not. The four Zen masters provide insights into the koan. 
Swetu offers his insight and capping phrase after each Zen master's comment. To Sue, I do not refuse to bring it out, but I fear the horn on its head will be broken. To Sue is letting us know the horn is broken. He is broken. I am broken. We are broken. The rhinoceros is whole and the horn on her head is broken. Broken whole, two sides of the same coin. Don't think that enlightenment is something to aspire to, to gain outside of yourself. There's a quote I love by Shinryu Suzuki. Each of you is perfect the way you are, and you can use a little improvement. I was raised in a family that valued perfection and impeccability. Over the years, I have struggled again and again with trying to be good enough, impeccable. I withdrew and hid for many years and still do at times for fear of being seen and judged, not good enough. Have any of you ever felt that way? Tusu brings forward a concern for many of us. I do not refuse to bring it out, but I fear that the horn is broken. Swetu adds, I want a broken horn. This might be my favorite line in the case. I want a broken horn. Yeah. Why, why would I want to be any other way? I'm broken. You're broken. We're human and broken. And doesn't our love and beauty lie within our brokenness, vulnerability, intimacy with ourselves and others? As Leonard Cohen sang, there's a crack in everything. That's where the light gets in. It's through our brokenness that we connect with each other and realize our wholeness. Love and friendship become a balm for our human suffering and give joy and meaning. Community, the Sangha jewel. The rhinoceros with a broken horn, broken whole, two sides of the same coin, no separation. Shi Shuang said, if I return the horn to the master, then I won't have it. Sui Tu commented, the rhino is still there. Shui Shuang points to the misconception conception that enlightenment is something outside of ourselves that we need to get to strive for. Sway to comments, 
the rhino is still there. We are perfect and whole, just as we are. We just need to realize that we are whole in our brokenness. There is nothing to lose or gain, and we could use a little improvement. There is a way through suffering, a way to improve. Su Fu drew a circle and wrote the word rhino inside it. We can think of the enso in Zen, the circle that represents enlightenment, mu, or no hyphen thing. It is not a closed circle, but open. Might we say that the enzo is broken? Sway two comments. Why didn't you bring it out before? I'm reminded with his words to not hold back, reminded to be right here, right now, in this moment. Keep moving, in breath, out breath, the fan and the boundless, pure breeze. The conversation, movement between the four masters and sway two artfully holds the relative and the absolute, illustrating for us broken and whole, two sides of the coin, the face of Janus, the ordinary, everyday, discriminating human and transcendent. Pao Fu said, the master is aged, he should ask someone else. Sway Tu commented, what a pity to have worked hard without accomplishing anything. Yen Quan is working hard to help his students. He's getting on in years. The attendant is clueless. Who will he transmit the Dharma to? Who will teach after he is gone? Sway to comments, what a pity to have worked hard without accomplishing anything. I think that he's making an important point. There's nothing to strive for. Can we be where we are and allow our lives to unfold? Can we allow the way to take shape under our feet? Can we get out of our own way, our manipulating, ego-driven, controlling, trying to achieve something small selves? We chant in our summer and end of year retreats, the identity of relative and absolute. So I'm reading from this, uh, the absolute works together with the relative like two arrows meeting in midair, reading words, you should grasp the great reality. Do not judge by any standards. If you do not see the way, you do not see it even as you walk on it. When you walk the way, it is not near, it is not far. If you are deluded, your mountains and rivers 
away from it. So I wanted to just share a very simple moment that I had a few days ago. It was morning zazen online. I was lost in thoughts and very annoyed, trying to figure out what to say to someone. All of a sudden, I heard the morning host's bells to end the first period of sitting. Whoa, down a rabbit hole. I reached for my Rakasu case and began chanting back present movement. The pure boundless breeze movement from broken to whole. So I'll end with this. Broken, broken. There's nowhere to go and nothing to be. No Buddha to be thought sought, no way to be followed. Let things take their natural course. Practice, draw a circle and step inside. 